Welcome to the Bruiser Bear Podcast, Tales of Strength, where we talk about building physical and mental strength and overcoming adversity through focus, discipline, and consistency. Hi, Aida. Hello. Hi. Can you hear Hi. me fine? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you fine. We, we had a bit of... Uh, audio issues in the past so i'm a little bit paranoid about the audio so right. apologies. yeah if the quality is um, on and off okay, but anyway no so uh, let me just um, give a quick introduction welcome to the bruiser bear podcast tales of strength where we talk about physical strength mental fortitude and overcoming adversity okay miss aida um Maybe we can just start off by you introducing yourself and what you do. Okay, sure. Um, hi, everyone. Aida, but fondly known as Aida. I am 33 years old. I'm a mother of four. I, uh, the eldest is eight. The youngest is one. I'm a full-time finance analyst at a, an oil and gas company. But I'm currently on prolonged illness leave because I'm experiencing a relapse, uh, which I'll share later. Um, on the side, I am uh, I am the founder, co-founder of Warriors Fit Camp, where I am a fitness coach there. And at the same time, I'm also a Thermomix advisor. Just currently joined the Thermomix family. I'm cooking every day now since I'm on leave. So that's a little bit about myself and um, I'm also a cancer survivor. Not too sure if I want to say survivor or warrior because I'm currently, um, I had a relapse after 10 years, almost 10 years in remission. So I'm a rare cancer warrior, currently battling my relapse. So I think that's a little bit about myself. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I didn't know that you were, um, you have been a cancer warrior for the past 10 years. That's pretty, that's pretty inspiring stuff. Uh, when, yeah. when, yeah. When did, um, how did it begin? I, um, okay. So of course when it all begins, I need to talk about 10 years ago. So I was only 24 years old when I, um, actually got my first diagnosis. I was quite young. I think I, I was young. I, I just graduated, just started a job um, as an auditor. And it all started when I had a lump on the right side of my neck. And after getting it removed during my first surgery, uh, the result came back as cancer. So I, I was shocked. But after that, I did another surgery for clean margin and 33 sessions of radiotherapy and two sessions of therapy. Um, Alhamdulillah, after the whole um, first uh, battle, I got married and had four kids. So after the whole um, cancer battle, I, I, I got married. And 10 years, um, in within the 10 years, Alhamdulillah, um, I, I've achieved a lot. I, I um, started my fitness business with my husband. And also, I, I completed my ultra marathon i think i i i, I had a 
um, fulfilling life until I just recently found out about the relapse uh, sometime in December 2019. Right. Wow, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the relapse, by the way. Yeah, it's um, okay. And um, I think it's pretty safe to say that you are obviously very active and it's quite inspiring that um, even living with cancer for the past 10 years, you were able to move forward with your life, get married, um, go to marathons, start business. I think that really is inspiring. But I think um, maybe let's just start off a little bit with, um, let's maybe just uh, start off with how um, you have quite a lot of initiatives on your plate. But, and um, the Warriors Fit Camp is, is one, and the, um, the Burpees for Ida Foundation is one. And, and also, if I'm not mistaken, there's something called an ATF sport taping as well. Yeah. Maybe you could tell us. Yeah, maybe you could tell okay. us a little bit more about oh, okay. this initiative. Sure, no worries. Okay, so, um, okay. Um, well, there's a lot to talk about, yeah? <laughs> okay, so I actually... Um, it's actually my husband. He's the businessman. Uh, we were both working in corporate world. And then at one point in our marriage, I mean, uh, sometime in 2015, uh, when we had two kids, he decided to quit his job to pursue... Actually, he quit his job to, to be a full-time national athlete because he's a rugby player. So he wanted to play for the SEA Games. So that's how all the business and uh, business started. But of course, when he was working full time, uh, full time, still working full time, he was also a part time fitness instructor, where we we joined a boot camp, and that was the starting point. Uh, where we actually started to feel like we want to be a part of you know um inspiring others, um, where we uh, encourage people to lead a healthier lifestyle, eat the right diet. And of course, because of cancer, it makes me feel like I want to create an awareness. That was just the starting point now, why, why we started our business. It's because, of course, it's because of him quitting his job. But at the same time, we, were, we wanted to find something meaningful to do and try to you know, encourage uh, Malaysians to lead a healthier lifestyle. Of course, we can't reach everyone, so we started small. And ATS Sport Taping is actually a business uh, that I co-founded together with my husband and his partner uh, where we supply um, sport tapings, um, especially to sports enthusiasts and also athletes. Um, so that's a little bit about that. And of course, the Burpees for Aida, that is an initiative that just started because of the relapse. Because, you know, when, when I had the relapse uh, sometime in... Actually, I got to know about it in February this year. So, it all started when I went for a preventive health screening in December. Okay, so to everyone who is listening, I encourage you to go to preventive health screening. So, at the preventive health screening, I found out that um, on the x-ray, there was something unusual. So the doctor said, okay, why not you go and visit your oncologist because it's, you know, it's time for you to do your annual visit. So I said, okay. So I went to see my oncologist and then 
um, a CT scan confirmed that there were some masses in my lungs. So uh, it was quite alarming. Uh, we I did a biopsy, and that was sometime in February. Um, I did the biopsy in January, but the result is due in February. So as I entered February, um, it was a uh, if you know this year it's a leap year. So 29th of February. And 29th of February is actually rare disease day. Um, it's, a, it's a day where um, rare diseases um, are celebrated to create awareness. So I thought to myself, okay, I need to, to educate people about my cancer, which is a rare cancer. Um, so I decided, okay, what should I do? Uh, maybe, so I thought to myself, I'm, I'm a fitness, I mean, the only thing I know is something to do with fitness. So why not I do a book, you know, a burpee. So I did 100 burpees every day for the month of February. Until I got to know about the relapse on 10th of February. So that was when I, I was so down to know that I had the relapse. But I think it, what I'm doing is for a bigger purpose. So that's why I continued to just do the burpees. And yeah, um, that's how burpees for Aida started. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting hearing about your you and your husband's story. Uh, you two kind of sound like a power couple, you know, <laughs> like uh, both fitness enthusiasts, both um, building businesses together. I think that's that's also very inspiring. But let's um, let's focus on fitness for a little while. I think I think everyone, not just women, um, can learn from the way that you develop your lifestyle without letting the hardship of life um, interfere with your, you know, your fitness goals, your business goals. But as a mother and a founder, I think you are especially a source of inspiration for women, I think. So what kind of um, fitness activities would you encourage women to do in order to stay healthy? Okay. Um, so, of course, I'm, I'm a working mother. Um, at the same time, you know, how my day goes is that I, I work 9 to 5 or more. In finance, you work long hours sometimes. Uh, and at night, I will go to train people. Um, train people and I have clients that I go to, to train. So, it's really important to actually, you know, try to keep fit. Because I always believe in self-love. It's important to love yourself in order for you to actually love others. So what this means is, I, I need to take care of my health before I can actually take care of others, like my kids, like my family. So I, I believe in the importance of um, exercising regularly. And sometimes when we say about, talk about exercise, women get a bit uh, taken aback because the, some, of, some women think that Maybe exercising is all about going to the gym, you know, contoh. But actually, it's not that. It's, it's about doing something that you love. It can be doing Zumba, it can be yoga, it can be, you know, working out at home, doing burpees in front of the TV, or doing bodyweight exercises with your kids. Uh, your own home. You can join um, fitness uh, groups. There's a lot of ways to keep fit, but it's all about finding what you love to do and 
what you can do consistently because sometimes it's just some people they may work out once a week or once a month they some needs to join like you know all this uh, transformation challenge but the hardest part is actually to stay consistent i always tell my clients and also i always remind myself istiqomah so istiqomah is to be consistent that is the hardest part and the hardest challenge uh, and of course when life get busy life always changes sometimes this let's say uh, this year your kid goes to tadika and then the next year your kids go to uh, primary school so your timetable also changes pergi ke tuition lah and everything so as working mothers or as mothers if if um, healthy living or exercise is your priority we always try to fit in that into our schedule lah. so I, i think in the end uh, we ourselves need to understand the importance of the exercising and the big why why we do why we exercise uh, is it because you want to lose weight or is it a bigger goal you want to be healthy and be there for your kids you know so it all goes back to individual Right. Yeah, I think you definitely touched on a lot of good points. Um, I think it's very important for people to um, remind themselves that physical fitness is very important in life. And when it comes to staying healthy, um, it it's a consistent thing, like you said. And you need to have a lot of self-control and, and you need to develop personal management. And it's not easy but at the same time it's something that we all need to strive for especially when it comes to the the modern you know sedentary lifestyle and and nowadays you know we have this like cancer and diabetes which is on the rise especially here in malaysia i think we've crowned the most obese asian country in the world i think so that's a big problem and i think it's a very noble thing. And Bruiser Bear as well, um, us here, um, me and my team at Bruiser Bear, we also do advocate the importance of consistency. Consistency is definitely a key to physical fitness, no matter what you're doing, whether you're going to the gym or whether you're working out at home with your kids. I think consistency is definitely one of the biggest keys to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And I think you know a lot more about this than anyone else. 10 years um, fighting cancer and in all of those 10 years, I think you have managed to develop a good sense of consistency when it comes to your physical fitness. So I think that's really a great, a great achievement on your part. So Thank you. I think maybe um, 100 burpees is a great way to stay fit. Um, I, I myself tried, tried doing uh, 100 burpees. I, I, um, what do you say? I started doing the, the 100 burpees a day challenge for my own weight management because I, after I got married, which was about three years ago, I realized that, as usual, right, start to put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing the 100 burpees a day challenge recently and then I lost a lot of weight. I'm looking um, a lot more like I did before and uh, it's helped me to stay in shape. But I think some people might find it a little bit difficult to start off with especially those who are beginners who haven't really 
um, practiced um, physically, physical fitness in their lifestyle, you know, consistently. So there are many other types of bodyweight exercises that can be done at home and they all kind of range in difficulty, right? Like some are easier, some are harder. And I think that you know a lot about bodyweight exercises compared to others. So in your opinion, what, what other kinds of bodyweight exercises might you encourage people to do um, other than the 100 burpees? And, and how do they help? Uh, and, and, and how could, could these exercises help to maintain strength and endurance? Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, I would say, okay, so bodyweight exercises that I would really recommend for all beginners to do is really, there's five basic bodyweight exercises that I actually do also, which is, um, but you can start with any numbers, but if you can do 100, it's of course, it's the best. Um, you can start with squats, so there's five. Squats, push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, and last one, burpees, whether you like it or not. So that's what I would recommend. For starters, you can always start with, let's say, maybe one out of five exercises and then slowly increase it to two out of the five exercises. Or maybe you can start with all five exercises, start small, maybe 10 reps each, and then slowly increase it to 100. Um, and then when it gets, you know, you find it becoming easier, then maybe increase the intensity. You can do plyo, plyo movement. So let's say instead of squats, then it becomes, let's say, um, jump squats. So there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to, you know, um, do bodyweight exercises, especially at the confine of your own home. You can do it, you know, at your own with your kids in my case I actually work out in front of my kids so that my kids would actually you know eventually follow my footsteps and they would do it together with me um, for example last Saturday uh, sorry last Sunday um, on 7 of June we um, I had the I organised um, our fundraising event the Burpees for Aida so during the Burpees for Aida um, I actually um, demonstrated ways for people to do the burpees so there are a lot of ways to do burpees i mean of course the the normal burpees would be the one the chest to the floor and then you jump up for beginners for those with knee restrictions for those who are pregnant you can always do burpees but do the regress version you just step back step in and jump uh, stand up straight or you can do elevated uh, you can do uh, burpees with the chair you hold the chair and just, you know, your legs kick back, kick in and then uh, jump up. So, just as long as you keep on moving, then I think um, that is what's most important. Because, of course, this, most people live a sedentary life. We, or we work, we have desk-bound jobs. So, we barely move. That's why I would really encourage people to start small, do bodyweight exercises. Uh, kalau dah pro, barulah probably go to the gym, learn more, what you call it, um, work on your strength. And also, oh, okay. And also um, regarding the burpees and also the five exercises I mentioned earlier, it also works on your cardio. For example, when you jumping jack, it works on your cardio. Burpees is also a, a total body workout. It's the best thing to do lah, even though People hate it. Burpees sucks. But so does, you know, cancer, for example. So, 
whether we like it or not we if we do it the result will be good but yeah you just you just got to start even though you you know you might dislike something but it's good for you so yeah that's i think that's for me right i i love what you just said i i think i want to i want to make that a tagline or something uh where you, you said uh burpees suck but so does cancer yeah right that i that that is a very cool statement to make especially coming from you because people like to complain a lot about how hard it is to do things about how hard it is to perform a lot of activities in life physical mental um but i think coming from you and and, and looking at the 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 bigger picture you know we all need to be able to handle ourselves in times of adversity like you because if not then i think we will all um be defeated by weakness and that's when a lot of problems can occur so i think that's really great yeah i think you gave a lot of great advice squats push-ups sit-ups jumping jacks and burpees and the the main five exercises that um a lot of people should focus on and i think this is a great foundation for beginners as well um yeah. i myself uh i do a lot of calisthenics at home um chin ups pull ups push ups but this is more towards strength and i think you made a good point about um how cardio should play a big role as well and i think that's why i started with the 100 burpees <laughs> i used to be yeah i i used to be much better at cardio but i think i lost it for a little while as i grew older so i'm starting back with the cardio and combining it with um right. strength yeah. training so i think that's really great and it's a way to fight sedentary lifestyle and you can even make it a family activity like you mentioned earlier where you get your family to uh, to join you in your in your exercising sessions make time keep a schedule and make it fun for your kids i think these are all great great um pieces of advice thank you so i think moving on um so you were part of a campaign um some time ago for cancer research malaysia yep. right and um you've been pretty active in the cancer awareness arena ever since then what's it like trying to raise awareness for cancer in malaysia especially when it comes to rare or uncommon forms of cancer which i believe you you have um one of the cancers that isn't as common as as all of the other common cancers right okay um so i would just share a little bit about my um cancer awareness journey so after i had my first cancer um at that point of time i probably do not understand the rareness of my cancer because um i thought i did all my treatments i um i actually had a good 10 years without cancer only until recently so within that 10 years i was more on raising awareness about cancer about healthy lifestyle about um eating healthily good diet um exercising getting enough sleep you know all those kind of things because i really i do not um sometimes how to say this sometimes uh, we wouldn't know until until we 
go through the whole things. So most people would not think about cancer until they or people that they love experience it. But I I wish that people don't have to go through what I go through. So hence why I try to reach out to as many people that I can. If I get any invitations to talk on on televisions, on TV shows, on the radio, or go uh, or write an article, I would do it. Because I want people to know about cancer from my story and try to change their habits to avoid. Of course, it will not eliminate cancer, but it would be it would um, reduce the risk of getting it. Um, and of course, when I got my relapse, there were some people saying that, "Allah, you exercise, pun kena juga cancer again." Of course, but um, see on the brighter side that if I didn't actually change my lifestyle, live healthier, probably I would had a relapse after two or three years after my first uh, diagnosis. So alhamdulillah, after changing my lifestyle, it took ten years to get. Um, to have the relapse. So once I got the relapse, then the then the awareness is different. What I wanted to create awareness is more about my rare cancer. Because it's frustrating that even after 10 years, uh, I'm sorry to share today that my cancer is incurable. What it means is there's no proven treatment to treat this cancer. Because I actually had gone through three cycles of chemotherapy uh, since PKP MCO started in March. And unfortunately, the uh, treatment failed. So after finding out about the failure, I actually, that's where I started to, um, actually, I've been working with Cancer Research Malaysia since February about the whole um, burpees for IDA. We have targeted it to be in June, but because of the MCO and whatnot, we had to change the change the plan. But um, I was feeling down uh, because of my uh, failure, I mean, my chemo failure. But um, at one point, I, I think um, the, the cause is more important than my disappointment. Because, you know, if anything were to happen to me tomorrow or like next week or in the near future, at least I have done something to create awareness on my cancer so that one day people will know that this cancer must have a cure. So I think because of that, that was the pushing factor why, why you know, despite going through this whole cancer saga, I really wanted to push this um, and hence why I reached out to Cancer Research Malaysia. You know, people don't understand the importance of research because Whatever research is done today can save a lot of life in the future. Maybe it's not for me now, but it's for someone that will the same thing that I'm going through in future. So I think that's something a little bit about why I, I am really into creating awareness, especially on cancer research. Right, yeah. Uh, I think... Um, when it comes to strength and when it comes to physical and mental strength. Over here at Bruiser Bear, we focus a lot on the very concept of strength when it comes to physical, mental, mindset, 
And I think you touched on a really good point there when you when you said that there were a lot of people that um, I think there are people out there that think that things are inevitable. You know what I mean? Like when you, if somebody like you who was very fit got cancer, so people kind of take that and use that as an excuse to never begin because they think that it's it it's it's pointless, it's useless. But I think that's very very wrong obviously right for a lot of reasons um like you mentioned i think when it comes to you being physically strong being physically fit has helped you most definitely it's helped you to stay fit and healthy and survive for this long and i think it's even more powerful and this is why honestly i wanted to talk to you on this podcast um i think it's even more powerful that you know, doctors say that the cancer that you have is incurable, but still, at the same time, you manage to maintain the level of physical toughness, and not just that, but mental toughness. And we all know that physical fitness actually is connected to, and it leads to mental toughness. And I think this is a very important thing to mention when it comes to diseases, supposedly inevitable diseases like cancer. Um, I'd like to maybe quickly touch on my own personal story with cancer. My, my father passed away um, from pancreatic cancer when I was Sorry, 15. That. And his brother, and thank you. And his brother passed away from stomach cancer as well right. recently. So cancer has been my, yeah, so cancer has been in my family line for some time now, but at the same at the same time, I think that's what started my fitness journey all those years ago. When my father passed away, um, I just automatically something in my brain changed, and I was this skinny, nerdy kid that liked to just read <laughs> books and not do anything. Yeah, and. But that prompted me to begin my fitness journey. And I wasn't really thinking about anything back then. But I think now as I grow older, I realize that something inside of me said to myself, I don't want, I need to learn from this experience because I need to be able to, to fight against this thing that is evidently in my family. And I have a high risk of, of having cancer having diabetes as well, which my father had as well. He had both diabetes mm. and cancer, both of which could be very bad for you if you don't take care of your health and, and your mental health as well, right? Depression, um, anxiety, and just giving up on yourself can definitely speed up the process. And I think that's why your story is such a powerful story because I can see that you're fit. I can see that you're strong enough to still withstand, right? And I think that that's very, very important for everyone to, to realize. So with that, I think one problem that I see when it comes to cancer, especially in men, I think, is that they are kind of reluctant to check on their condition until it is too mm. late. I, okay. um, not other, I know a lot of other men as well who I don't know if they are um, in denial or scared. I think women, this is just my personal observation but I think women are much better at taking care of themselves and going for regular checkups and not giving up when it comes to this mental when it comes to having a strong mindset with these things and staying positive so in your opinion what are the most um, common problems or myths about fighting cancer and 
and and how how do we resolve them? How how do we find the source of strength to persevere to to try to win over our our? Okay. So. Um. I don't know. Um, of course, um, that, that, that's your personal opinion, lah. I mean, man versus woman. But I always believe um, it's not man or woman. It's actually the person itself can be a man, can be a woman. But it's more like um, I think uh, denial. Of course, is one thing, but it's more about awareness because I think a lot of um, awareness. We have a lot of awareness on cancers. Like check your get yourself checked and things like that, but it's a lot to do with things like breast cancer, go and have a pap smear. So those are you know female more focusing on females, but on on males being side blood, there's not much. But I I can't really talk about cancer statistic and all because I'm not I'm not the the pakar, but um. But it's really important lah. On um, it's really important. Cancer awareness is important. Get yourself checked whenever you you know have something abnormal like lumps, or suddenly you see like you have a mole that suddenly show up. It might be melanoma. So it, it it's a lot of things. And um, earlier we talking about myths. So you know um. There's a lot of people that think that you know when you get cancer, it's a death sentence. I get cancer and I'm gonna die. Um, in the end, everyone will die. Cancer is not a death sentence. Uh, some cancers are cu- uh, curable. There's cures for it. And now with uh, genomic profiling and next generation sequencing. There's even targeted treatments or immunotherapies that are available for cancer. So it's not a death sentence. Doesn't mean that you're gonna die. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. So that's that's one myth that I would like to debunk. Then another one would be um, I don't have any uh, family history of cancer, so I will not get cancer. Wrong, because in my case, I don't have any family history with cancer, but I have a rare cancer. And you know, uh, back ten years ago, when I asked my doctor, doctor, why I get this cancer? And then he, of course, number one, he said, if I know why you get cancer, I already win a Nobel Prize because of that. And number two, he said, uh, your cancer is shuffle of a card, throw of a dice. Anyone can get this cancer. So okay, so I always thought that because I don't have anyone in my family that have cancer, I will not get cancer. But uh, nope, I, I got cancer, and of course, in your case, your 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 you have family members that have cancer. There's a probability that you might get cancer, but you know we never know until it happens. So of course, it's in the end a healthy lifestyle to avoid getting cancer, regardless of history. Um, because you know, cancer does not discriminate. It don't. It doesn't care about your race. Doesn't care about your gender. Doesn't care about your age. Doesn't care. Uh, you know where you are from. Doesn't care about your background. Anyone can get cancer. Even Lee Chong Wei got cancer, even though he's fit. So, you know, anyone, anyone can get cancer. So those are the myths. I think the 
male myths that I would like to debunk lah. Because a lot of people think, a lot of people, you know, had that in mind. And to find strength. Of course, I think, I don't know. Um, For me, um, I had cancer when I was really young. You know, I, I, it wasn't easy for me to accept I had cancer. Um, it took me a whole cycle of um, anger, denial, and also, you know, bargaining until I finally accepted that I had cancer. Um, if I remember correctly, after two cycles of chemotherapy, and I think almost halfway of my radiotherapy, only then I actually accepted the fact that I had cancer. And that was only because a cancer survivor, she was 60 years old, I think 60 plus, suddenly came out of nowhere, came and visit me and showed me her non-existent breast. And she said, if I can survive this, so can you. And that was my turning point. I accepted that I had cancer. It was easier for me. Um, it was easier for me to uh, move on with life. It was easier for me to accept my new normal. Otherwise, I would always be comparing myself to the me before. Like, oh, why can't I do this? Why can't I do I sound different? Why can't I speak? Time two, I cannot speak. Lah. But, you know, after recovering, I can speak. But why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Dulu, I can run a 10K. Then suddenly, I can't even walk for... 500 meters without panting. So, you know, it's really about accepting and after that, everything gets better. And of course, the most important part is the big why. Like, why do I want to fight cancer? Back then, cancer because I feel like I told myself I am too young to go. I am too young to die. I am too young to let cancer win. That was back then. But now, um, I see in different light. Um, I I want to live long. I mean, to live to 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 see my kids grow, to to see my kids grow up, to be there for them, to see them graduate, to see them get married. I know I'm only thirty plus, and my my eldest is eight. But I I want to be fit. I want to be there for them, and that's I think that's why it. I I really want to fight this. Regardless of whether whether I wouldn't know what's the outcome of of the battle, um, I'm gonna start my new treatment actually next week, so I'm not gonna know about that as well. But at this point of time, it's better to concentrate on what you can control rather than concentrating on what you cannot control. So I think that's a little bit from me lah. Right. Yeah. I think that. I think that's what it means to be a warrior in the end of the day, to fight against something, even if it seems pointless or too difficult, and to accept the consequences, and then to push on with a purpose. Like when, when you are raising awareness like you are now, um, it's about a purpose that's greater than yourself. And I think in a way, you are paying tribute to people like my father and the ones that have gone before us and have um, been succumbed by this disease, I think you are doing them a great service um, while we are all still here in this dunya. Yeah. I think it's very important for us to find a greater purpose and to push on. And I, I also like that you 
brought up that philosophy of focusing on what you can control, not what you can't control. I think the strongest people in this world throughout history have lived by this philosophy of focusing only on the things that you can control and leaving what you cannot control to God because it's no point. Yeah, I right? mean, in the end, it's all about so that. I think you just need to focus on, you know, things from within. Those are the things that you can, can control. The environment, the people, other people out there, you can't control them. Right, yeah, definitely correct. So I think with that, I think that's a great way to wrap this up. Maybe um, my last question would be for um, for you to maybe um, let our listeners know how they can maybe contribute 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 to the, the cause and maybe how they can help in their own way to uh, raise awareness for right. cancer? Okay. Um, firstly, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a great uh, I really advocate cancer awareness and of especially creating awareness on cancer research. So, um, if you want to be part of this movement to create awareness on rare cancers as well as funds for cancer research, you can follow me um, on Instagram, Burpees for Ida. Uh, it's Burpees number four and Ida. And uh, it will direct you to a website, the Burpees for Ida website, where you can actually donate there. Or you can actually click a link from that website to donate to Cancer Research Malaysia. Because Cancer Research Malaysia, what they do is really uh, remarkable. Uh, they do research for us people in Asia because a lot of journals are based on the West. But we need we need research done on the Asian population, especially Malaysia. So what they do is really fantastic. Um, you can donate to them or you can donate on the Burpees for IDA website. Either way, it will reach uh, Cancer Research Malaysia. If you can't do if you wish to do it in another way, you can opt to also do Burpees for IDA, uh, where you can do Burpees, hashtag Burpees for IDA, or you know, upload it on your Instagram and hashtag Burpees for IDA. Um, if you can't do the burpees, you want to do a regress burpees pun tak apa. As long as you do 10 burpees, regress burpees, doesn't matter at your own sweet time. But it's not about the burpees per se. It's about an act of solidarity um, in supporting cancer warriors like myself. So it's not about the burpees really. It's all about supporting cancer warriors and cancer research. And you can also follow my journey because I'm still currently um, going through my second battle. Um, it's a tough journey because it's so, so vague because I, I don't know the outcome. Um, I'm, I'm going to start uh, on a trial drug next week. So if all goes well, hopefully okay. But if, if it doesn't, then tak we don't We wouldn't know. So do follow my journey on my Instagram, Aida Munira Azmi or on Facebook. Yeah, that's all from me. All right, great. Thank you so much, Aida. Listen, I'd like to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to help contribute to your awareness journey. I think it's such a great honor on our side to be doing this. And I will definitely make dua for your family and for your treatment, um, your new treatment, yep. right? Inshallah, I will do that. And I would just love to thank you so much. Thank you for having for having us 
and um, maybe I'll talk right. to you again Thank in the you. future. Thank you so much, Kaji. Right? So I'm expecting to see your 100 rupees for Aida? <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. I would definitely. I That's on my list, my to-do list. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> All right. Thank you so All much, right. Kaji. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Tales of Strength. Stay tuned for more.